right, what's up, everyone? It's Zach, and today I'm here with a very special guest. I'm here with Michael Carrier. Michael, how are you doing today? Oh, doing well, thank you. Awesome, glad to hear it, and thank you for taking the time to be on the podcast today. So, for those of you listening, Michael is a fellow author. He has 14 fiction books, all centered around his main character, Jack Handler, who is a homicide detective. He's also Michigan-based, just like me, so that's a little bit about michael and his work but do you mind giving us a little background on on yourself and what you're doing these days all that good stuff sure uh, i i'm i sold my business i was in private security for a lot of years like 30 years i sold my business a number of years ago and uh, i didn't uh, handle retirement well i found i found right <laughs> Murder mystery is much more interesting, so that's uh, that's what I've been doing. My principal character in in uh, all fifteen books is a retired Chicago homicide detective by the name of Jack Handler, and he lives now. Uh, he was in Chicago for years. He has relocated and is living uh, in uh, uh, Michigan's uh, Upper Peninsula. So my stories all on Sugar Island, actually. Uh, so my stories all all get started up there. Perfect. And I, I think you mentioned this when we actually met Michael that the stories uh, of Jack, they're it's a book series that you have all about him, but they're also able to read them as kind of individual stories as well, right? Yeah, I recommend uh, getting started with uh, uh, Murder on Sugar Island which is actually my second book in the series. But okay. it, the better one to start with, uh, because uh, when Jack moved out of the big city, everything uh, changed uh, considerably. Uh, as long as when they get started, it's all right to start with Jack in the New York Death Mask, which was uh, actually the first. But uh, my readers, I find, are, are, uh, are they're, they find it handier if they start with Murder on Sugar Island. And so that is the one I recommend that people start with. And if they like that as, as uh, much as most do, uh, they'll be pretty much stuck in the series. Then you can go back and read uh, Jack and the New York Death Mask or uh, Superior Peril, or you can basically, once you've read Murder on Sugar Island, you, you can skip around anywhere in the series you really want to. The books are self-contained, mm -hmm. uh, but I do recommend uh, Murder on Sugar Island uh, for this okay. Perfect. And like you just mentioned, Michael, your books are self-contained. It always follows Jack, but they are self-contained books. What made you want to write your books versus having it, you know, you have to read in order from book one all the way forward? Well, not real sure, except I know it, it, it sort of irritates me Okay. if I'm um, taken into a series and I really can't move around in it. If I, something comes up in that series that I'm really interested in and it doesn't, uh, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me, uh, that's why I, I strongly recommend starting with Murder on Sugar Island uh, mm -hmm. and move from there. Okay. Perfect. And you mentioned you had your own business in, in private security. Did you find that during your writing process, 
some of your experiences or stories or things you encountered with writing um, from that detective perspective of Jack Handler? Uh, absolutely. Uh, it would have, I can't imagine my having done it without that. There's a certain basis in, in reality that uh, I'm not saying I live the life because my main mm-hmm. character, Jack Handler, kills a, lot, kills a lot of people. And that was not, uh, that was not my style. But I, I saw my way through that. I saw some of it go on. And uh, uh, it helps them not, uh, bring my st- My stories are all plausible. I think that's what it does is it grounds them. Uh, if you read one of my books, there's, uh, there's going to be nothing in that book that, that doesn't smack of plausibility. So that's what I strive for. I really like that. I think it's cool that there is that plausibility factor in your work. Um, You know, it's always cool to read maybe fantasy, fictitious books, mystery series and such. But I think when there's that like realism to it, it really just makes it seem more impactful, I guess you could say. It makes it easier to write for me. Okay. if, If I can believe what I'm writing. Okay. And now you mentioned the believability with writing and you've written a a whole series with Jack Handler. How have you been able to stay kind of, I guess, with the writing process, how have you been able to write so many books following one character and like still stay fresh with your ideas? I am actually, I'm working into uh, uh, three series. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure what the plural that is, but I have three series. Okay. Uh, the first one is the getting to know Jack, and there are seven books in that series, and uh, it, it, that's critical uh, to to begin. Uh, Murder on Sugar Island. I, I go back to that. The second book in that series, mm-hmm. uh, getting to know Jack is is critical, uh, uh, so that a person really knows what they can expect from him. Well, once I finish the first seven books. I moved into the second series, which is Jack's Justice. Now, the, the, the nuts and bolts of that is that Jack, he doesn't change one bit. He is the, the same guy in, in book one of series one as he, as he will be however long I write these. Uh, but Jack's Justice, uh, the reader begins to see just exactly how all of Jack's, the way Jack thinks, how uh, everything is, is, is possible and even plausible, but you, you get to see Jack uh, being Jack. And he does have a, a pretty much a unique way of solving problems, and people do tend to die around him. But mm. the third series is, is even more fun. And I just, uh, just published that. The, the first book of that series it's to china with love and uh, i think i think the uh the kitchen sink gets smashed in that in that series it's okay gonna be a little bit more uh a little bit more go on but you're ready for it okay perfect that's really exciting and congratulations on just publishing that one uh, thank you yeah of course so Michael, when you were working in private security um, before you started writing the Jack Handler books, were you still 
actually sort of writing or even just like outlining some of these ideas for books or was that really all spurring from after you retired i i really i really couldn't write them while i owned the business it, okay. it wouldn't have been ethical uh, and I, I just had too much going on uh, I, I was really a very very busy guy like uh, very busy i had a lot of uh, major contracts that I, I don't i'm really not at liberty to discuss sure any kind of detail but i have i have been contracted approximately 100 times by uh uh by federal agencies. Wow. Uh, they had a lot of fun doing that. And uh, I definitely don't, don't uh, I don't give anything away. I, 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 I don't get into any details on that. Right. Okay. Gotcha. And now in college, back when you were a student, you, you studied journalism, correct? I was going to be a journalist. Yes. That was my intention. Okay. And, uh, uh, I, that's kind of an it. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because it, it's it, it's kind of a, a funny story behind that. But I had uh, my journalism professor took a liking to me. Okay. And, and he's and he uh, called me in after class or asked me in after class and said, Michael, I really like your work. Uh, I really think you should get engaged. I was a sophomore in college, and I really think you should get engaged in that. Uh, now, and not uh, wait until you uh, until you've graduated, and so he hired me, and I worked for him for uh, over a year. And I looked around me, and none of these folks were making any money. Mm. And I thought, I'm going to have a hard time raising a family like this. And so uh, I went to grad school, and then I I I. Uh, I started a business, a private security firm. And okay. I did okay with that. I, yeah. I, put, I was very close to 30 years, around 30 years, and I had my own business. Gotcha. Yeah, no, it sounds like you've done really well for yourself, and it, it's kind of cool to hear how you were going to be a journalist, um, and then you kind of pivoted out to your own business of private security, but now you're back into that writing, so it's kind of like life coming full circle a bit. A little bit, yep. I What I to further answer your question in a little more detail is I did I actually did write uh, uh, seven books prior to my starting my Jack Handler series and oh, they no. were they were at some point they, they might get published I published one and then pulled it off uh, it, it, it's totally non-fiction okay. and, and that is a little uh, my my Jack Handler series are all fiction. Yeah, uh, there's uh, very plausible, but uh, but they're all fiction. But the first seven books were uh, uh, were nonfiction. Okay, uh, and I think that uh, uh, before I actually uh, put them out there, I, I would really want to take a good long hard look at, uh, at what's going into into them. Got it. I don't want to end up in court. Put that sure. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's a good point. Always want to make sure you have your, all your bases covered. Yeah, that's the idea. Yeah. So, Michael, going back to when you were a student studying journalism, I know that uh, you know in one of your courses, your professor 
assigned the class to write their own obituary. And on that assignment, you wrote that when you turned 50, you would begin writing, um, writing fiction. Did that actually happen exactly how you wrote it? Like when you were 50 or before then, is that when you first started? It, you know, it probably was close. Okay. I think I might have been, uh, you know, I think I, I really haven't thought about that. But then it is uh, just about the way it went down. I, I might have been 55. That could very well okay. have been. Because I think when I was 50, I was altogether too busy. But it was, it was that's when I started writing that first series. That's okay. interesting. Interesting you brought that up. Yeah. So I'm curious, Michael, like what, as a college student, what made you write specifically that, that by the time you turned 50 years old, you would begin writing fiction? What made you write that in that moment? I always, I always wanted to be a writer. And I've, I've had a lot of fun doing it because uh, it just seems to come pretty much natural to me. I have a good mm -hmm. imagination, I think. I think that may have been part of what uh, made me successful in business uh, is, is, is that, uh, that attribute. But I, I can't really tell you, except uh, ever since I was a, a, a small kid, uh, I, I did a lot of writing. And uh, I had a lot of fun doing it. And I don't know, but probably picked up some talents at it. And uh, but it just seemed like something that I would I would really like to do. Um, I guess I, I saw pretty early on that I would never be able to to uh, build a career out of it. And I doubt that I could have uh, It just being in business seemed more natural to me, mm -hmm. uh, more of a hands on problem solving. Uh, the journalists are great. You know, if a, a good journalist, I, I really take my hat off. Uh, to them if they do the job the way it's supposed to be done uh, it's admirable and it's a tough job uh, so I'm, I think I, I totally respected that uh, that aspect of it yeah that's great and you know I'm curious Michael so someone like myself um, I'm 26 right now I've written and published a few short books of my own and I know some other people around my age or, or even younger who are aspiring authors or just love writing and have a, ma a major passion for it. How should you balance, I guess, as a young author, like thinking about your career? Is it something that it's like, you know, you should get that regular job and work that, you know, nine to five job and then write in your free time and try to publish books that way? Or do you think it's something that if it's truly something you're, you love and you're passionate about, you should just go all in for it? Oh, that is a good question. Um, I felt, I felt at some point. I believe at some point, you have to make the commitment. Uh, but I don't think it hurts a thing to, to uh, take take notes <laughs> as, yeah. as you go along. Uh, I think if a person uh, had a path clear. Uh, <laughs> I, pro I definitely would have done that had I seen those around me make a living at it. And I just saw, it's not what I saw. Right. And I did not, uh, and it's not been that easy, except I really didn't need, uh, once I started writing and publishing, it wasn't because I, I was uh, feeding a family and 
uh, educating them or uh, buying houses or whatever. Uh, right. At that point in my life, uh, I could put myself into it and uh, do it. And it's only been the last few years I've made any money doing it. So mm. uh, I don't, it's, it's a tough one to advise uh, a, a person aspiring to be a writer. Yeah, I, I, it's a tough one. Uh, I'm a much better salesman than I am <laughs> uh, anything else, and and that's how I did it, and that's how I got started doing it. Is is uh, as I went out and I sold my books. I am, yeah. I actually am booked uh, for appearances from. Uh, well, this year I was from uh, I don't know. I think the middle of February. And I will have been booked every weekend. I've had a couple off, uh, mostly by accidents. <laughs> uh, but uh, I booked all the way through uh, the middle of December. And I'm wow. eagerly awaiting because I have a new book. <laughs> I want to get finished. But I, uh, that book will be, uh, uh, I have like uh, two months. Again, I'm starting up in February. Okay. Uh, the marketing end of it comes easier for me than, uh, writing and marketing, uh, but during the course of the year, mm-hmm. it really uh, it, it, uh, drains me, I, I, yeah. I will admit, to have to get myself out there as much as I do, but I don't see another way to do it. That makes sense. Okay. And Michael, you, you just mentioned that really it's only been the last few years that you started seeing, you know, profitable um just making you know money from your writing and your series and everything how long have you been writing how long has that journey been uh uh, my first book my first jack hand or murder mystery Mm -hmm. i I wrote in 2011 okay so uh well i actually probably 2009 to 2011 i published it in 2011 uh, then I, I've uh, I averaged right around one a year. Uh, okay. So. Okay. Got it. So 2011, and then within the last few years is, is when you've seen more of the the money coming in from it, making money from your writing. My question for you is like, how did you how did you stay motivated? Or I guess is it you kind of mentioned your different place in your life when you started writing where you're not trying to you know support a family buy houses things like that was ever about the money it was just for the love of writing and telling jack's story or was it tough to kind of stay motivated when you're saying like oh you know i'm not maybe as successful as i i want to be or know i can be it it was pure motivation generated from within okay. uh, i never i never saw a dollar sign at the end of it uh, that wasn't uh, that wasn't a target uh, but that's just that's what motivates me. I built yeah. my my security firm virtually the same way, as, mm-hmm. as I started with nothing, and uh, and just did it. And so I, it took me a few years in marketing the books to to get around to the point where I I, I began to say, hey, I think I see a way to do this. And yeah. I made uh, I have to tell you the mistakes I made were uh, many, uh, but none of them discouraged me. I just didn't get discouraged. That's good. That's good. Do you mind me asking what some of those mistakes that you made along the way were? Oh, my word. I I thought I would do well 
uh, I, I thought I would do well. And the way I started out is booking book signings in libraries and bookstores. Okay. And <laughs> that, that was a very, it was all right. You know, I, I met some great people and sold some books and had some fun. But I started looking at it and I'm thinking, man, this is not going to work the way I would like it to. And yeah. I, I, so what I, I did is I, I just started looking for other other possibilities and I started. I, I found it to be a numbers game. The more people I could talk to, the more books I would sell. And uh, so that's what I I look for is I look for venues where I would I, where I could talk to a lot of people, and that worked pretty well. And so that's what I I go after, and I'm able to get something booked uh, every weekend. And uh, if I can talk to uh, a, a relatively large number of people, and those people, I even went one of the venues I booked was a home builders show. Hmm. Now, what does that have to do with? <laughs> not much not, well i didn't sell any books there either okay and it caused me a ton of money uh, but i you know i still made some uh made some contacts and sold some books i think the most important thing for me is is, is talking to people a lot of people Mm-hmm. So that's what I've been, that's what I, that's why I recommend if there's, you know, if, if you write a book and you want to sell it and you don't have, uh, uh, you know, someone signing you uh, up for a movie contract, I'd say find, find groups of people and talk to them. It just, it, 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 if you do it long enough, it works. Yeah. I think that's great advice. Um, how long have you been doing the venues? How many years has it been? Even going okay. to those, I started right, right off. Okay, uh, with, uh, with uh, my very, very first book, <laughs> I had some fun. I, I, I tend to operate outside the box, and you're the first person that I've ever told this to. But if my, you ask the question, I'll answer. Yeah. I started with my book was Jack and the New York Death Mask. Well, I see. I, I went. I lived in New York for a number of years. I was a fellow at New York University of History, actually. And I thought, uh, what a great place to set the series. And so when I started writing it, so I, I my very first book was Jack and the New York Death Mask. And uh, I can't get into a lot of details, but that uh, it upset a lot of people. Mm, and, okay. Uh, some people that, uh, it was after 911. Okay. Uh, and uh, and New York was not a not a great uh, it, w- it was not a welcome site to to base a, a story like mine yeah or a series like mine uh, but what I did is I went to BEA Book uh, Expo America uh, it's a big show book show and uh, tried to m- make contacts there it, that was okay I did not I wasn't associated with the, with the show itself, so I didn't. Uh, they didn't provide me a venue, but I I still met a lot of writers and talked to a lot of people. Uh, but uh, I soon found that uh, other venues would work better for me. So, okay. Uh, but that was back in 2011, and it was. Well, it's only been the last. Oh gosh, maybe three years. I think that uh, I've, I've started. Uh, I've started to 
I can't say I'm successful. I, I don't have a movie. <laughs> that, that's really what I would like to have is I'd like to have a movie deal. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you that. Like, So a movie deal, that is that kind of like the end goal or a big goal of yours? It's a big goal, yes. That would turn me into a uh, relatively successful regional author mm-hmm. uh, that would provide me a, 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 the ground to, to operate on where I could sell books anywhere. Yeah. And I, I really would like to be able to do that. Okay. Now, out of curiosity, are you thinking like a movie would be the best way to tell Jack's story or, or have you thought about like a TV series even? Well, they're virtually the same these days, I think. Sure. Uh, when I say movie, uh, um, Amazon uh, with their prime yep. uh, and, and these other uh, uh, other corporations, I'm, I'm not, I'm talking to, uh, actually I'm talking to five different companies right now. Not every day of the week, but uh, I'm, I still have, uh, I, I think if, if one of them picked up on it, wanted to invest in it, they'd find Jack is a very compelling character. Yeah. Uh, that's just, I think it would work its well into a, a streaming series like an Amazon series. Or, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think that'd be awesome if, you know, I, I, I'll say when, when that happens and when Jack does get his own series or movie, would that be something that you would want to be heavily involved with, Michael? Like, would you want to be, you know, maybe on the set occasionally helping, making sure that everything's being represented correctly? Or would it be more so like, you know, it would just be awesome to give the rights to someone and let them direct and be creative and everything as long as they're using the source material? I think I would, I, I think... I would like to be helpful. Okay. I think I would like to be considered helpful. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's others out there. Michael Connolly. Oh my gosh. That guy is, he he did such a great job with his Harry Bosch series. Uh, He, well, I'm I'm not going to tell his story, but uh, he just did a very, very good job. As I understand it, uh, I don't know all the details, uh, but I, as I understand, I met him in, in New York a number of years ago, and uh, I believe he ended up having to buy the buy the rights to his own book back. Wow! Because he was he he had some issues with with the production of it, and then Amazon took it over and did a great job. But I think hmm. he he kept very close to the process. I don't I don't know if I would want to do that or not. But yeah, he he's he's a journalist, and uh, that's what he that's what he is, or how he started out for sure. He just does a, a great job with uh, his murder mysteries. Yeah, that's awesome. And now you've mentioned Michael how the Jack Handler series that it's plausible. So you did draw you know some experiences or inspiration from your career in uh, in private security. And it even sounds like kind of how you mentioned when you first started writing and maybe marketing, going to these venues, you started that career kind of similar to how you started your own business. So I guess I'm just curious, like from doing both your own business and now being an author, do you see a lot of like lessons that you learned from starting your own business that's helped you with this process now? Um, yeah, I think so. I, okay. I, I think so. And they don't... Uh, 
the, the, the individual details of doing uh, one and then the other uh, probably don't relate. But the, the mindset that you go into it with does. Uh, because when I started my security business, uh, there was there's there was no way I would ever fail at it. I, I just would not let that happen. And uh, I, I worked a lot. And uh, it was a number of years before I saw any success with that. And then finally it came because it, I think that one of the tricks is, and I don't know, I'm not a great businessman. I can't say that I am. But I think if you believe in yourself and you're willing to do what's, what it is going to take to be successful, um, I think this country uh, gives, you the, the, gives you the opportunity to, to make it happen. And I, th- I think that's the, the great thing. I, I probably, I don't know if I could have ever been successful, uh, you know, in Europe or uh, any place else. America is just uh, interesting in that respect in the opportunities that it affords. But yeah. I think it's mostly, it's mostly the mindset that, a, that a, at least a person like me, the mindset you go, you, you go into the project with and to yourself, you're willing to, pour out where did that mindset come from for you is that something that's always been a part of you or did you have to practice and and hone in that mindset that you have you know i don't really know that i know my father was a endless worker and my mother was a hard worker and we just saw that in our house that uh and, and my dad did well I think, you know, you ask good questions. I think I did learn that from my parents. I I, I think I really did because my dad always had a job, but he always, he had a business on the side and he built that business, uh, uh, built that business up and was very successful at it, but I didn't see a lot of him. He was always working. Okay. Got it. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Kind of as you grew up and saw your parents working hard at kind of whether you realize it or not it rubbed off on you and then that's something that kind of gave you that mindset i think that's i think that has had a lot to do with it okay i think that's that's great and it's a really good mindset to have and i think just knowing that anything's possible and and putting in the work i mean i I think it's safe to say that you know anything worthwhile isn't necessarily going to be easy you have to put in the work and i think that that sometimes what people get scared away from um, because of the the time that they have to put in or the the level of work or commitment to accomplish their goals but it's important to to put in that time and like you said the opportunities uh, should be there and being willing to make the mistakes and learn from them yeah Yeah, i think that's that's also very very important Um, because you can't i don't i you just simply can't do everything right you're going to make mistakes just be be willing to accept that fact and and try not to make them twice. Did you have to learn to accept your mistakes throughout this process? Or when you first started making those mistakes, was it was it tough for you to be like, oh man, I, I shouldn't have made that mistake or that was silly? You know, I don't I don't really know the answer to that. Okay. Um, if, uh, I I just didn't I just never had it in me to give up. Okay. I think that might be it. And yeah. I think it could have been easy to give up, but it just never seemed uh, an, an acceptable approach to life. Uh, so I, I 
I preferred to say, oh, man, this isn't working at all. I'm going to do something different. I think that's what moved me from journalism to uh, to start a business is I right. could see it wasn't going to work for me. Yeah. yeah. Just kind of adapting. Yeah, adapting. Yeah. Yep. Perfect. So, yeah. Now, Michael, when you first started writing the Jack Handler series, um, you said like maybe 2009 is when you started writing that. Do you think that if 2009 Michael could see what you've accomplished and what you're doing now, would you be surprised or would you be like, yeah, I always knew I had that in me and I'm, this is where I knew I could get? That's a good question. I, I don't have a good answer to that. Uh, I, I just, I knew I would get somewhere. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know uh, where that would be. And, and uh, but my my character, the the crazy thing about my character, I never changed my character. My Jake Handler guy, he is exactly the same person as he was when I first started out. So even though I did, I undoubtedly made some marketing mistakes and my approach to it. Uh, so I did, I'm sure I learned as I went along, but uh, the only thing that changed in that process was uh, my preparing my readers uh, to, to think about Jack the way they were, they were going to need to or want to. Okay. Uh, because uh, uh, they did a lot of learning. I, I don't worry now. I'm not concerned about... Uh, uh, about my about the way they apprehend my character because if they've read more than a few of my books, they're going to know what to expect from Jack. So yeah. I don't even I don't even go there uh, now. And and with the latest series, uh, the third series that I'm just starting, Jack Unchained, uh, I, I, they're ready for for something radical to happen. Okay. Okay. Awesome. That's really exciting. It sounds like definitely a, a good development of Jack as a character. And, you know, that leads me to the question of when you think of big series or, you know, just whether it's TV, books, movies, whatever, you need to have a character. And I think a lot of something about the name, like the, the name of your, your protagonist is extremely important and, and can honestly have more impact than maybe someone listening might realize. Was there any inspiration behind the name Jack Handler or did that just come to you and you're like yeah that's a good name I'm gonna go with that well I had a one of my clients yeah his first name was Jack his last name was not Handler but I won't get into a lot of detail about him but he had a very direct way of solving problems okay and, and but uh, right, I had a he he was one of my clients, and I I, I totally respected him. Uh, but I thought the name I I changed the last name. He's he I don't even know if he's still alive, okay. but if he is, he might recognize himself. <laughs> I have to say, my books are all fiction. Yep. And his his last name was certainly not Handler. Okay, got but, it. Yeah, I did have I did. There was a guy out there. Running around that that tended to solve uh, solve problems in a very direct way. Okay, got it. And now, did did Handler come from anything, or did you pick that up and thought it sounded good with Jack? I thought it sounded good with uh, with with Jack. Yeah. Uh, 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 and the, the the fact 
just the the the, the word handler, uh, a direct way of dealing. Yeah, and that's that's pretty much what I was thinking when I when I came up with that name. I love it. It's it's a really good name, and I feel like the name itself. It's just it kind of grips you, and you're like. Jack Handler, homicide detective. That's that's really interesting. You you kind of get your interest piqued by that. Yeah, that's how I looked at it. Awesome. Michael, do you mind me asking, like, could you explain a little bit like your writing process uh, when it comes to writing the Jack Handler books? Yeah, I what I like to do is I I I like to, to know where I'm going with it. Okay. And I, I, I'm not so sure everyone does it like this, but you know, I'm not a out of the box guy. I didn't study, you know, writing. Uh, I've had courses in creative writing, but that wasn't what I did from uh, from my uh, for the way I earned money. I pretty much uh, I like to have I like to have my conclusion first. Okay. I, I like to know exactly where I'm going with it, and write the conclusion, and then um, get there. I can change it as I progress, uh, but I, I I don't want to be surprising myself um, uh, with 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 the with the story. The narrative, of course, develops as it goes along, and I I probably use more dialogue than uh, a lot of writers do. Uh, but again, I'm I'm not out of any box. I I am going to do it the way I want to do it, and uh, but I do know where I'm going when I start. So I think okay. that might be. Yeah, I I don't know if I could recommend that to someone else who's writing fiction, but I I just mm-hmm. think it's a good idea. Yeah. So kind of like, like you said, come up with your conclusion and then almost like work from there. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty okay. much. I like that. Uh, that's a really good idea, and that's something that um, I think it kind of helps because I I think even just from my experience writing um, academically as well, it's like you if you start at the beginning, you don't always know where you're going to end up or where to take it or when to stop. So having that kind of established endpoint and just focusing on how to get there, I think, could be helpful. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Perfect. And and you said that you have been pretty much doing like one book a year. It, that's how it, that's how it's turned out. Okay. Um, um, my my latest is to China with love. Yep. And that I was uh, a full two years on. Okay. The, some there's a backstory to why it took so long. And at some point, I'll probably tell that backstory. But this this wouldn't be the time yet. Okay. But uh, uh, I'm just happy to have that done. I don't think. Uh, I, I never my my wife does not even know what I'm writing until it's finished. So really, I, 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 no, she she likes to be surprised, and she is, and I don't tell anyone what my latest book is going to be. Uh, it'll it'll be um, when it's when it's finished. I I like I like to surprise people, wow. and I think I I do that. So my my newest book. I'm, I'm not going to talk about except I think uh, if I were to to guess completion, I would be guessing uh, the spring, uh, probably late spring. That's okay. Thinking. Got but it. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. 
Yeah, we will see indeed. Um, one question that I I wanted to ask you specifically that I just found really interesting, and maybe it's more of a marketing question, is um, I've I've had the opportunity to meet quite a few different authors and just follow the journeys of authors. And um, I've seen like, you know, custom bookmarks and everything, but it's usually just, you know, a, a bookmark for the book itself. I noticed that you have bookmarks that have the whole Jack Handler series and contact information, everything. What made you create those bookmarks? Like, did something inspire that or did you just think of that on your own? Rob, the, I came up with that and you, you hit it on the nose. It is marketing. Yeah. It, is, it, is, uh, uh, it is how I engage people to talk to me. If I can get them to make eye contact with me, uh, I'm, I'm a third of the way home. So okay. that's what that bookmark does. It gives me, uh, it gives me the 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 the, the road in the in the conversation, and that's what I'm after. Okay, perfect. And then that kind of leads into into your newsletter that you have. Um, yeah. How, how long have you been doing that? Oh gosh, I think that's probably probably two and a half, three years. Okay. And that would that would be one thing I would like. Uh, I would like. Um, people that hear this, if they want to find out what I'm up to, uh, that is a good good way to do it. Is to um, just send me an email. Can I, okay. may I read my email address? Yeah, of course. All right, uh, that Zach is Mike dot John spelled J O N. Okay. Dot carrier Mike dot John dot carrier at gmail dot com. And if a, a person fires off a, a, an email to me and requests receiving that newsletter, I go through a company, and this might be of interest to your other uh, writers as well. It's, I think it's very important to protect the anonymity of, of, uh, of, of, of your readers. So what I do is I go through a company called, uh, well, it's a company, I don't even really want to give that out. Sure. But there are a few companies out there that will do emails and protect or email newsletters, email links, and protect the anonymity of the of, of the subscribers. So mm -hmm. I have a, a professional do that, and uh, I know he's a he's a professional. He's well known in the business world, uh, and he uh, the last thing that he would do is uh, and he does it for a lot of a lot of people. Uh, is is he would he he would not give out an email list, and that's what I want to do, is protect my readers. But if if, uh, if any of your listeners would like to receive the the newsletter, find out where I'm going to be, stop and visit me at some uh, one of my book signings or venues or whatever it happens to be. Uh, it, it would be great, and you um, it touches you. Uh, touch them, uh, gets them introduced uh, to my website. And one of the nice things you can do through that new newsletter is you can save money. Uh, Amazon sells the books for uh, X number of dollars. Mm -hmm. Well, at my venues, I sell them for a little less, uh, but I have package deals through that newsletter where you can buy. Uh, right now, it's seven books for the price of five and you hmm. can do that through the newsletter so i okay. appreciate that little uh little time to point that out 
Yeah, of course. I appreciate you pointing that out. And to anyone listening, I will also put um, all of Michael's information in the description of this episode. So you can go down there, find his email address. So you can reach out information on the newsletter on his website. Those um, good places to check out his work and everything. But that's it, that's really cool. I think it's it's awesome that you have that newsletter going and really important, like you said, to keep the anonymity of, of your subscribers. I think that that's something that's very important. Absolutely. And yep. I think the subscribers appreciate as well. Perfect. Now, you mentioned that, uh, you know, at your venues, you sell your books and Amazon also has them as well. Um, do you sell them like directly on your website or, or is it just Amazon and at your venues? Um, largely at uh and through the venues and okay. or through amazon amazon sells a lot uh, there, there's quite a few bookstores that carry them and that's uh that number is growing and that's one of the things in movies uh, the, uh a good movie mm-hmm. uh, would create as a as a marketing uh platform there uh but you can order them uh, over the website you can order them through the newsletter and uh, even through the newsletter you, uh, a person can take advantage of that uh, package pricing. Awesome. Yeah, that's that's very good to know. And I mean, that's a really good deal on books. So definitely to anyone listening who's interested, I, I think you should definitely try to check out um, that offer, especially as the holidays are approaching and stuff. You know, it could be a great gift to, to someone that is a reader in your life or even to yourself. Absolutely. Awesome. Um I guess the the last one of the last questions that I have for you is we kind of touched on a little bit, you know, having the balance between pursuing writing or being an author and, you know, being able to make money and support your life and everything for it. So not necessarily on that regard, but do you have any advice for any aspiring authors out there? I think it would be uh, if, if you are a writer and you enjoy writing, it would be very difficult to prevent you from doing it and i would just say do it uh, uh, and and find a way to market it if you're if you're game to do that find a way to market it and uh, uh, and pursue it but if it's in your blood uh, uh, I, I don't i i cannot imagine me not writing just put it that way. It, it was something that I, I, I don't think I could have avoided in my life. Uh, it, it, I think it just has to come pretty much natural to you. I, that's how I view it. But, you know, I think every, Zach, everybody is different. Everyone has a little different approach to it. I learned right off, right off that I was not going to be able uh, to make the kind of money that I was going to need mm-hmm. uh, and so I, I moved on. I didn't get bitter. I just moved on. Yeah. And now here you are coming back to it and you know, sure. seeing all the success with Jack Handler. And I think that that's awesome. Yep, I'm having fun. And that's what's important, right? At the end of the day, you're oh, having God. fun. For sure it is. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think like Michael was saying, you know, if, if you're, if you have a love for writing, like you'll kind of know, you'll have it kind of come from within and, you know, just have fun with it, right? Just that's yeah, what we write for, um, to have fun and to tell stories and to entertain others and to connect with people. So don't, don't lose that, you know, in the journey. And that describes it well. It is a journey. Yeah. It definitely is. 
it is for sure. Awesome. Well, Michael, as as um, we wrap things up, uh, to anyone listening, uh, as we discussed a few minutes ago, all of Michael's information is going to be in the description of the episode, um, his email address included. So reach out to subscribe to the newsletter, or if you you know heard Michael on this podcast and just want to you know say hello or ask him questions about his books or you know his writing process, I'm sure he'd be happy to connect and um, exchange emails that way. We'll put all that contact information and where you can find the Jack Handler series uh, books to purchase as well in the description of this episode. But um, Michael, is there any like last thoughts or words that you want to leave the listeners with? Um, only that um, I appreciate the way you handled this. You're very patient with me, Zach. And uh, uh, it's very much appreciated. Yeah, of course. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for taking the time to be a part of this and for sharing a bit about your story and also Jack's story. It's It's been a really great conversation. And as an author myself, um, it's just been a great learning experience to learn from you and to hear the successes that you've had. And I'm excited to uh, continue to see where Jack's journey takes him. And I'm, uh, I'm crossing my fingers and hopeful for the day that uh, we see Jack on the big screen. <laughs> Thank you, Zach. Of course. All right, Michael, you take care. Yep, back at you. Thanks, bye.